Uh, John, I want to warn you right at the top, though. Dan is angry. <laughs> Again? But this time he's not angry at us. Well, I'm, okay. my secret is I'm always angry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, can we find out on the show? Yeah. Dan, what oh, are you okay. angry about? So I wanted to know if you guys had thoughts about the uh, Andy Rubin's new project. <laughs> <laughs> angry is a strong word. I am I am rolling my eyes with mm. force. Yeah. I'm right there with you. So, so that means that Lex needs to take up a contrary position. I know. I see. I knew Moltz would be on my side for this one because I know this is right. exactly the stuff that Moltz gets pissed is, off about. This is my wheelhouse. <laughs> I've, I've pre-ordered nine of these. <laughs> perfect good so what is his new project dan well so he's unveiled his new company which is called essential a new fragrance <laughs> by andy rubin <laughs> does it does anyone want to smell like andy rubin <laughs> i i guess my big problem with this is that what got announced today was actually the company really it seemed like like they announced they're making these products but these products are not shipping within i mean i think I think the first one might be the that sort of that sort of echo competitor, which I guess is supposed to shape ship this summer. I don't know. Okay. But they've also got this phone that they you know, there's a mm-hmm. long article in The Verge about this phone, and the article did not mention that what they were showing off there were renders, not an actual product. <laughs> Not Which, just a long article, but a, but a fawning article. Like this yeah. reads me, and I I'm not going to say the the journalist's name because I don't know him, and it could be fine. It read to me like one of those pieces where you get the exclusive, and uh-huh. you're so excited about it that you can't even if it's unintentional, you can't help but fawning because like you've only been you're the only person who's seen it. And you've only been told like the greatest pie in the sky stuff from it. I I had this problem in Macworld sometimes where people would say like I, I remember I was you taken feel special. To, uh, you feel special, right? Yes, but I was in Grand Central Station, and they it was I can't remember who the headphone company it might have been Bose, but they had some new new noise canceling in ear headphones, and they were like these are the first ever noise canceling in ear headphones. And I write this piece for Dan Frakes. I'm like Dan, check it out. So the, and he's like these aren't the first ever in ear noise canceling headphones. <laughs> That's the big. And he's like here's a link to 87 of them on Amazon. I'm like oh well I I just took their word for everything, and I feel like that's what happened here. Like he's just so excited, like look at this marvelous thing. Right. That's how I read it. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and and there's there's stuff in there that's like. A little weird. I mean, at least, you know, Wired had a piece about them as well. And they at least had product shot, like somebody holding them, although the phone is off in all of them because I suspect it might not be a functional prototype. Uh, And then there was also a TechCrunch piece about them, um, which did point out that they were renders and took a slightly more skeptical view. But I was still sort of rolling my eyes at that one because they mentioned in that one how, you know, they've been, Essential has been teasing these this release for so long. And it's like, they're teasing the release of 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 rendered three dimensional <laughs> prototypes. Oh, okay. Somebody so, uh, somebody complained you... to me on Twitter too about you know doesn't Apple and Samsung all the product shots they release are pretty much renders. I'm like that's not untrue, but they're also companies with proven track records of delivering physical products. <laughs> it's a little different. And you determine that these are rendered simply because of the how did you how did you realize that? It was mentioned in the TechCrunch piece that all they saw were renders. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, like I said, the, the the it does seem to exist at least as a prototype. It's unclear exactly how close that prototype matches what they're promising. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, the, and the the kind of like hook of this thing is that it has two magnetic, it has these, this magnetic connector at the back that 
you can attach peripherals to and then the one that they're teasing is like a 360 degree camera yeah it's a it's a smart connector one might say uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> i see what you did there uh no i, I mean it's magnetic and safe <laughs> i you know do you think this magnet thing will stick <laughs> <laughs> magnets how the fuck do those work i don't know um you know, okay, Andy Rubin does have a track record of actually working on things that come to fruition. He did, before he w- developed Android, uh, he worked at, um, he did Danger, which had the Sidekick, which was kind of like the first, one of the earliest smartphones. Um, That's the one that got bought by Microsoft, right? Was it Microsoft? I, or, I thought it was, um, it was Hip Top, right? I think it was the, was, uh, okay. I don't, yeah, the Danger Hip Top. You're yep. right. They were bought by Microsoft. Yeah. So everything eventually is bought by Microsoft. Get mm-hmm. ready. You're next. <laughs> so, you know, he's developed products. I've just been waiting. <laughs> so he's made actual products. That's fine. I, I doubt that this is vaporware, but it is, you know, something that well, doesn't right exist. Now it is. Right. I mean, well, that, that's the thing is like, it depends how you define vaporware. Do you find vaporware yeah, right, as a product right. that never ever ships? Uh, yeah. Or do you va- define vaporware as a product that is not shipping right now? I consider it something that does not does not actually exist in like a like a usable form. Yeah, I, guess, I, I think my my tendency point. is to take the more like vaporware as a product that never ships and never exists, as opposed yeah. to just a product that is not out yet. So uh, I don't know, but it, which is I, an interesting interesting yeah, it's an interesting um, question because it's like is, is the was the iPhone when it was initially announced. At MacWorld, that in January of 2007, was that vaporware or, I mean, that had like almost everything working, but but you know now that now that we've read some stories about how that whole thing was pulled off, you know they were they were biting shoe, their nails, shoestrings, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. They were not sure that it was all going to come off here as as well as it did when it happened. Um, but I feel like they had the they had the basics down, and and it, all the problems that they had were solvable. I mean, obviously they were because they did. It's unclear. I think it's unclear so far when this is going to ship. So mm-hmm. that that makes it a little more questionable because there isn't like a firm ship date. Um, there is a price. It's like seven hundred bucks. Um, but there's also no. I mean, I think I think it's being at least so far seems to be being sold essentially unlocked without a contract. Um, so you're going to have to then pay with your up yeah point for your service bucks. but that's you know that's not yeah. it's not that's not outrageous in terms of how much a phone costs because that's what you know a decent you know a, a sort of mainstream iphone these days costs in the 600 700 range so you know that's fine. interesting interesting that it's a it's a fairly uh, positive uh, verge piece although although this device does not have a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack <laughs> <laughs> What size headphone jack does it have? Which they say is a bummer. Well, there is. There was some. Was it also on the verge that they're like, it's the future and it doesn't need a headphone jack? And I was like, oh god, where have I heard that before? (laughs) Courage, courage, Dan. (laughs) No. Uh, No. And then on top of that, they have this other product, which kind of looks like a home, you know, Google Home slash Amazon Echo competitor called. um, well, the essential home, but it's powered by something called Ambient OS, which is an, apparently an entirely new thing. I, it's weird that it, the reading on that is weird because I read about it in both the Wired piece and the Verge piece, and they describe it as all the features that they run down basically sound like a Google Home or an Amazon Echo. 
And then you get to the end and it says like, but it will also, I saw somewhere where they mentioned it also works with Alexa or Google Assistant or, and I was like. And Siri, right? What is that? What does that mean? And Siri, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Dumb phone. Right. How does that? Well, <laughs> yeah, right. I said and Siri and my phone started listening to me. That's bullshit. That is not the code word. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what that means or what that says this product is. I don't know. A lot of the stuff seems very pie in the sky with like, oh, yeah, we've made it so much better about figuring out what you're going to want to do. Like all this machine learning stuff, which seems plausible, but also, as we know from practicality, doesn't often work very well because we're we're just not there yet. Um, so I, I I don't know why you would buy this instead. There is the, you know argument at least that they're talking about like everything is done on the device which protects your privacy which you know multiply happy about although i'm <laughs> i am skeptical that that how well that works is it possible that they're doing that because they don't really have a cloud backend to do this on mm-hmm. possibly i don't know it's again this seems a little more vapory to me there, there's going to be more so unfortunately we're in the position and that's of supposedly coming first i think so it sounded like there was actually yeah. a if not a date, like a ship window for it. I'm just going to look up this. Uh, I don't have all the dates in my fingertip, but I thought they said this summer. Why not? Because <laughs> I can't do all the work on this show. Lex. <laughs> oh, well. Well, okay, well, I'm usually here to disagree with you. So, I mean, that's work. If, uh, if we're looking for other people to do the work on this show, I have a little bit of work to take care of. Uh, Father's Day is coming. If you're looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, or if you want to avoid the last-minute hustle finding a gift, let me tell you once again about our dear, dear friends at Omaha Steaks and how for only $49.99, you can get our limited-time Father's Day package when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code REBOUND in the search bar. That's 80% off. For less than $50, you get... Two filet mignons, two top sirloins, four chicken fried steaks, four boneless pork chops, four burgers, four jumbo franks, a 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, one pound of fries, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus four additional burgers free. I did that all in one breath. It was not easy. All of that for less than $50. Uh, They have sent us Omaha steaks packages, and my gosh, it's good. Multi-have eaten it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we get it came, you know, first of all, A... Anytime a, uh, like a big box of meat shows up on your porch is um that's it's a good day, day in my book, um but uh and I put it all in the in the freezer and then like the ne- <laughs> the very next morning uh I came downstairs and and Hank was already frying himself up some some uh, chicken fried steak. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he gotten up like like a half an hour before me, and he was just standing there the <laughs> early, making some chicken chicken fried steak. The early bird gets the steak, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, boy, oh boy, it's so good. We just uh, fired up the grill, uh, the new grill for the first time over the Memorial Day weekend. Fired up the smoker for the first time. These meats, man, delicious. Yeah. Okay, yeah. if you're looking for a convenient and quick Father's Day gift, go to OmahaSteaks.com, enter our code Rebound in the search bar, and then add the family gift pack to your cart. The family gift pack after you search for Rebound, you get eighty percent savings. Grab your dad and fire up the grill. And then open your mouth and eat the food that you cooked. <laughs> I added some stuff right at the end there. See if you can guess what part it was. <laughs> Not sure you need all of this instruction, but just in case you do. Then chew. Okay. <laughs> so you're not going to buy one of these, Dan, you don't think? 
Not the Omaha steaks. I think you're going to buy many of those. You're not going to buy one of these newfangled phones? Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to spend $700 on a phone that I don't want to use. So the the other sort of shoe that dropped on this, you know, based from the Wired story, is that the OS on this phone is just stock Android with nothing added at all. And I don't have a lot of experience with the modern version of stock Android, but I guess that seems odd to me but sure i guess that's fine but he's talking about how like the whole wired article positions is like you know andy rubin saw the walled gardens that google and apple were trying to do and he's like none of that we're going totally open source and whenever people start talking about that all of my alarm bells start going off because you know there there are strong arguments on the mobile side for locking down parts of the os in terms of security because these things go with you everywhere they have all these you know they have cameras they have microphones all of that and you you gotta you gotta be able to protect against people compromising your devices and android has not shown itself to be you know certainly stock android with applications installable from anywhere has not shown itself to be a particular bastion of security (laughs) i think that's fair so, yeah, I, it's both of these things, according to the Wired article, look like they ship sometime this summer, according to that sort of vague window. Um, they're describing home as a smart home hub, but they do say that it works with, like, everything in your home. It, part of it, that the thing that got me, too, is I feel like the marketing on this feels weird. They mentioned mm-hmm. they had this quote in the Wired article that says, quote, everybody at Essential hates the idea that you, your grandma and your accountant all carry the same phone, <laughs> yeah. unquote. Now, people have charitably said that this is them saying, oh, we'd love it if, you know, all these different people could personalize their phones and make them feel like, you know, their own phone rather than just a cookie cutter phone that everybody else carries. So maybe that's bad phrasing on the Wired article's part, but what it comes across is you should not have to carry your, the same flume as these plebes, right? Like, mm-hmm. and they they you know talk about Ruben wants the essential phone to clearly and emphatically state that the person carrying it isn't won over by marketing, isn't a fanboy, isn't driven by trends. <laughs> <sighs> but they also describe please, this as please join our cult. <laughs> they also describe this as like a rarefied phone that's a luxury and like not for everybody. <laughs> ironically my girlfriend just texted me to say have you seen this new essential phone thing it's gorgeous and i'm like oh uh, <laughs> i think you should reply no you're gorgeous it's gonna be the winky <laughs> i've been doing that <laughs> nice because i was gonna say awkward but you know i think of you yeah you take it and turn it i think i'm right yeah i'm right just um, aikido aikido the shit out of that so i don't know I, uh, this past weekend, I was largely off most, uh, internet connected devices. It was pretty great. <laughs> I, so I, I mentioned oh, during the ad here before, we go. <laughs> I was using, yeah, no, I'm, I'm off the internet now. No, I was using, uh, this new smoker that we got. I got it on, <laughs> I got it on prime day. Um, <laughs> uh, but had never, we didn't miss it. prime day, right? That was last no, prime day. Has, has, it was last prime day. Okay. And so I had said it's an electric smoker. I don't know if you guys are into smokers at all, but they seem to be all the rage here in New Jersey. And most of the friend, my friends are using uh, propane and I don't need more propane appliances. So it's electric. And, uh, it has built into it a meat thermometer, which is great because you can leave the smoker closed, which is good for a smoker cooking, and then push a button and it'll tell you what the temperature is on the meat thermometer without you having to open the door, 
Wonderful. And I had a friend who was here who was like, oh, you know, what I did is I got this Wi-Fi enabled meat thermometer so I can check the temperature from my phone. And I'm like, nope, just not interested. I don't need to have more technology in this process. And the smoker even comes with a remote control, right? Like just an infrared remote control. So I could sit a little further away and push. Nope, I'm just going to walk over to it and look at it and see what it says. And uh, I felt really good about that. That like, I was not at all moved to buy a Wi-Fi Internet of Things uh, meat thermometer. Is it, so no. I was proud of myself. Is it possible yeah. that we're all just old? Is that what the line is when we decide, like, <laughs> you know what? It's good I enough. For, it's good enough for my parents to walk over and check that meat thermometer. I think there's like, I, I this is more. There, broad, it's a more I broad feel like there's question. Diminishing the 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 narrower the scope of the device, the the more the diminishing returns. I, you know, and I don't disagree. I, I don't necessarily mean that that's pejorative that we get older. It's just like you you get. You've seen more stuff, right? And you kind of, as you you become more skeptical because yeah. you've seen so much but crap. I, mean, <laughs> I think legitimately the uh, the devices are getting stupider. <laughs> I I don't know about that. If you look back at the the look back at like a Hammaker Schlemmer catalog from like the nineties, oh, like true. devices okay, have always fair. been dumb, right? Like that's true. But then they're they're computerized now. Sure, exactly. That's the new thing. My they dad, all have an app. My my friend owns a hot dog cooker, right? Like that toaster that you put like the hot dogs and the buns in. Like, <laughs> okay, now, now that's cool. <laughs> nope. But what about a Wi-Fi enabled hot dog cooker? Mm-mm. Now not cool. It's just gotten to scale, right? It's so cheap to add Wi-Fi and Bluetooth chips to these things these days that yeah, you just shove them in, and it doesn't really matter if it's something that's. You know, but it's like if you can't remember that it takes like okay, it takes five minutes to make the hot dog, and you need a freaking app to tell you. Well, okay, here I, this is sort just, of a diversion. Just pile but... sticks, just pile sticks around yourself, and, and <laughs> wait for the wait for the wolves to come get you. Is that a Minecraft reference? I don't know. Uh, no, it's not. okay. Just checking. <laughs> it's just it's how our ancestors used to die. So I mean, for example. Have either of you gotten into the sous vide thing that that the nerds like talking nope. about? No, nope. nope. I am fascinated by it, not in a way that necessarily because I'm interested in doing this, but I'm fascinated by the fixation on it. And I think mm. what I've what I've decided it is about is a there is a combination of technology and cooking that appeals to people, uh, and that's fine. But b I think that some of it is that it's it's highly reproducible, and that especially people who are into like nerdy stuff like some you know cooking can be a very subjective thing and it's like how do you know when it's done my dad would always say it's done when it's done it's like i don't know what that means uh but you learn right like you learn how to cook something and you learn how to gauge how is it done how long it takes etc but people like i think that it's really reproducible and it's really hard to mess up because it's essentially all timed and yeah you do that if you do it a hundred times it'll come out the same way a hundred times and i think people that really appeals to people who find cooking imprecise so that that's right. my guess as right. to why I think that's that's has such a big be, appeal among people that we know. Uh, <laughs> not to name any names. Not to name any names. But I know a lot of people who are really into it. Yeah, it's so weird. I get it. People want their food to be fancy. When you try and type, type in sous vide in uh, um, iOS, it, it changes the sous to spud. <laughs> spud. Well, that's, that's how you cook the potato, Mary. Yeah. The um, I I think. And this is not a knock on any of these things. It's the same reason I got the smoker. Really, I think that smokers and sous vide and other things are popular because they look more complicated than they are, and the food you end up with tastes good. <laughs> I think that's all it is, <laughs> right? Like we've all got like making spaghetti down, and this is the next step. <laughs> well, yeah. Do we, 
some of it, yeah. <laughs> we're trying <laughs> I, speak for yourself <laughs> i'm perfecting my spaghetti recipe <laughs> well i think the other thing of, of it is that it is even though it is maybe looks more complicated than it is it is like a thing that nerds can dive into and learn all about and that appeals to people too right it's a it's a thing to to sort of dive into the details and then explain why it's better than whatever you're doing <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I feel that we have. What's the uh, what's the what's the fanciest thing that you do, Dan? Is there do you have a, do you guys have a, like a fan? So so Lex has a smoker. Oh, like f- food wise? Do you have like, do you well or just like anything really? <laughs> Am do I you, like a fancy? Do you have like a fancy affectation that you? Uh... Oh yeah, the monocle that I wear all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just one? I think I well, think everybody's wearing two now. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the same eye though, right? <laughs> That, yeah right why did the monocle even make sense or <laughs> whose eyes are that different but, i okay. i guess i could argue the fanciest affectation i have is my car which is mm. more it's more car than i i strictly need but i bought it because i like driving stick shift and i like driving a car yeah, with some zip maybe. so yeah you do yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> so you know i certainly paid a lot more than i needed to for if i just wanted a car that was going to get me from point a to point b Right. But I indulged because it is something that I enjoy. And yeah. my intent is to poison the environment as quickly as possible. Mm. Right, exactly. Well, then I guess we are we are of like minds there. Yeah, and yeah. Lex, is, Lex is the odd man out. <laughs> yeah. once, once again. I like to swig a gallon of gasoline before breakfast every morning just to keep the world on its toes. <laughs> I, I do have an electric my mower. Car? I have an electric <laughs> mower, so... I feel like I'm. Oh, yeah, I, I have do, an electric snowblower also. I do have I'm the um, better than most people. I do have the far too expensive no, tea brewing kettle, but that was given as a gift. So I guess you know <laughs> you I didn't. You don't have a steampunk a steampunk tea kettle. <laughs> no, it's a tea kettle that steeps its own you to, tea. You shovel coal into it. Yeah, uh, and you mm-hmm. adjust a bunch of dials and stuff. So yeah, I. That is also, I would argue, an affectation because I like my tea the way that some people like their coffee, black. And <laughs> that was a bad joke. We're just sail right past it. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, the um, black stick is away. The reality is, for me, like I have the electric snowblower and I specifically got the electric smoker and I... Um, I had I'm borrowing somebody's uh, power washer, and I had two friends who were both over over the weekend. And they said I could borrow their power washers, and one was gas, and one was electric. I'm like, I'll take the electric one. It's not environmental. It's that I have never owned like gas appliances that you fill the gas up yourself and stuff. Like that seems just more. I like where I can push a button and it works. I don't want to yank a chain <laughs> or <laughs> deal with any kind of yeah it moving is, parts. I think motor. it's yeah. It's not I, for me. I found that to be a pain in the ass too. I rented I rented a chainsaw one time and I, I just couldn't get it started. So I just went back. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like a bunch of, the logs are still in the driveway. <laughs> just said, and now you've been like so so years ago. This tree get this tree in our front yard. We had a huge tree in the front yard and a huge windstorm blew like the top of it off. And so we just decided to have the whole thing taken down because it was it was looking it was looking kind of gross and it was you know it seemed it was right next to the house and it seemed like maybe it was a hazard to fall into the house in a good windstorm. So we had it taken down and then they put all the logs and the they didn't cut them up into like wood um <laughs> and still, some of these things are like they're still wood john <laughs> they're like well yeah but i mean like firewood i mean um some of these things are like three feet across <laughs> john i really Maybe. i really like the idea that you were gonna go on your texas chainsaw massacre style rampage but you couldn't get <laughs> the chainsaw started, started. Yeah. you're like no i'll just go home <laughs> 
So I've been slowly, I got a, I got a log splitter, you know, it's like a, an axe thing. And I've been slowly like cutting them. Yeah, like, this is no way to, this years. is no way to murder people. <laughs> and then I, you know, like, like last summer I rented a, rented a chainsaw and I just couldn't get it started. So I took it back. The, the, uh, the chopping, so I'm, the, I'm still, I'm still cutting them by hand, like very slowly. The chopping the tree down, but not, cha- not chainsawing into smaller pieces sounds totally plausible to me. If only because having witnessed a couple appliance installations recently, and it turned out like having people realize people would come in and ins- the, the, the people would come in and install the new dishwasher, but they wouldn't uninstall the old dishwasher. And it's like, those are totally <laughs> separate licenses. And it's like, what, <laughs> what madness is this? <laughs> <laughs> the great part about that whole event was the the top fell into the driveway and landed up against the neighbor's yard <laughs> and um and it was still big i mean it was a huge piece of wood i mean it definitely would have crushed somebody if it um had fallen on you know if anybody had been standing in the driveway and so i go i go and it's leaning up against his um his balcony like on the second floor and so i go over there and we're working on it and he and i'm trying to we're like okay we gotta when we throw it we gotta make sure we get it we clears the fence <laughs> it gets into the driveway and of course we go one two three and we throw it and it just falls straight down and goes right through his fence <laughs> Oh, nice. the whole thing was a comedy of errors. Well, speaking of comedy of errors, <laughs> Shakespeare sponsor this week's show. Yeah, sometimes you see people and they look like a total joke because of their crappy suits. <laughs> <laughs> and you look and you say to yourself, "Boy, when you got dressed this morning, it was a real Never comedy of errors." Gonna, we don't want to talk about politics. Go ahead. Uh, listen, you're gonna look better in a in a suit. And specifically in a made-to-measure suit. And I've talked about it many times. They keep sponsoring the show because you people keep buying suits. So don't stop because we need that sweet, sweet cash. Indochino is making it easy to get a perfectly tailored suit at an incredible price. You can choose from hundreds of top-quality fabrics and personalize your suit just the way you want it, whether it's for work or a wedding or another special occasion. Uh, There's a note here that says, please emphasize the wedding theme if you can. Honestly, it's summertime now. You're going to weddings. You don't want to be the worst dressed person there. My rule is I never want to be the worst dressed or best dressed person. As long as I'm in the middle, I'm happy. A nice, well-made, made-to-measure suit is going to solve that problem for you in spades. Indochino, you're not going to be the best because the groom has to look. Anyway, you get it. Indochino has suited up hundreds of thousands of men, and it is now the largest made-to-measure menswear brand in the world. There's only five steps. We've talked about these before. You know what it is. Say it along with me at home. Visit Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and so on. Submit your body measurements. And then, boom, step five is easy. It's kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn just four weeks later. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379 at Indochino.com as long as you enter the code REBOUND at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is $1,000. Nope, just kidding. It's free. Shipping is free. That's Indochino.com. Promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. You'll never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor again. Get ready to look like a million bucks. By the way... Super awesome when it's an ad like this where I know all the words. Because recently we had an ad where I didn't know any of them. So I'm just putting that out there. All right. So we're less than a week out from WWDC, which oh means... God, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John. Surprise. <laughs> what month is... We're just barely... Oh, dear. Uh, you guys want to lay down some predictions? Well, it seemed like the... Uh... 
The MacBook Pro thing got a shot in the arm today, right? Oh, they were... What was that? I didn't see the story. Uh, they were delaying the ship times, right? I think so. Yeah, Hang for on. the 15-inch with Touch Bar, I think. Seems surprising because those are yes. pretty 15 recently... 15-inch MacBook Pro delivery estimates slip ahead of new models expected next week. Seems so. Seems interesting if only because wasn't that the most recent Mac given any updates? Yeah. Yeah. It seems... Yes, it was. It seems odd that they're going to rev that before working on other stuff that's longer in the tooth. Right. But, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, I mean, it's kind of as someone who bought a MacBook Pro, it's, kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a bummer. But at the same time, you, we can't all sit around and complain that Apple isn't updating the Macs fast enough. And then when they do update the Macs faster, we all go berserk because I mean, they updated the Macs too fast. We can. We just probably shouldn't. <laughs> Well, I, I imagine this is just a speed bump, though, right? Like new processors. Yes, uh, I don't I think, think it's. So, I don't yeah. think we're going to see Whole anything more than that. Yeah. <laughs> we decided no to get, touch bar. You get rid of touch the touch bar. bar. Removed. Yeah. You don't like the touch bar? Fine. You don't deserve <laughs> no, a touch, touch bar. bar. We'll take it away. <laughs> and the and the keys are an inch deep. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I read the internet. I know that the keyboard has horrible and great keys. I know this. They're, yes, they are. They are terrible and great. We're going to return that clicky keyboard that Moltz was using at the top of the show. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so let's see. So new MacBooks. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate you so there much right now. Uh, new MacBooks. Uh, obviously, Mac OS, whatever it's going to be, and iOS 11 yeah. previews. Probably TVOS and WatchOS too. Obviously, uh, a home hub device. Yeah, that's a that's sort no of a speaker. big wild card. I think. And a TV, and a oh. <laughs> dishwasher, toaster, hot dog toaster, self-driving car. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be so embarrassing. I get the hot dog thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm interested in the. I, you know, as always, sort of WWC sets the stage for developers, and the new versions of the OSs are always interesting because they manage to keep a pretty good wrap on what they're going to do. Right, like you know, hardware leaks through supply chains and that kind of stuff. Um, iOS and macOS seem to be kept under much better wraps. Uh, I I was writing a preview piece for iOS 11 the other day and tried like just looking around at the rumors about what might be in iOS 11, and there really wasn't much. Um, there wasn't there there was even less that was well sourced in any way. It's just it's pretty thin out there. I mean, like people suggesting things like multi-party FaceTime. It's like okay, maybe, but. You know, there's in some ways that's like a feature. It doesn't seem like they could they could have done that at any point. I, I don't think that's something that required a whole lot of extra work. There were a couple other. I'm trying to remember what the other things were that were sort of like actually being predicted, but they were pretty pretty mild. Uh, I think everybody would like to see better iPad features. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> good. We're all agreed. Excellent. The, the Federico Vitici video that he put together about uh, multitasking on the iPad. I was like, yes, of course, this is exactly how drag and drop really should work, right? You do side-by-side apps. You want to be able to do them. And he also had like, and I've, we've complained about this before, as says anybody who uses um, the iPad Pro features of multitasking style stuff. Like, it's all very limited. I'm really hoping that they smarten it up because I think I would use, I use my iPad Pro a lot, much more than I ever anticipated I would. And you, I realized just recently how many affordances i've made for the many built-in annoyances <laughs> um like i switch apps in a particular order 
because that way I know which one will end up on which screen because it doesn't work intuitively. Like I've memorized how it'll work, but it's not at all. Intu- it's just dumb. And like I feel like they could very clearly fix things and do it in a smart Apple-ish way. So I'm hoping not just for uh, some of the drag and drop your stuff that Federico showed, but also some of the, the less flashy just, stuff. Just fixing that l- scrolling list of apps. Yes, the horrible scrolling just list fix is that. the worst. That's like... That is that is table stakes. It should really just show. And here's I figured out what the reason is, right? Like I was thinking, why don't they do what Federico is showing, which is like you drag down and you see the home screen grid that you see everywhere on the like when you normally go home on the iPad. The problem is that grid would include apps that don't support multitasking mode. <laughs> well, yeah, and so Federico's argument was just gray them out. Yeah, yeah, which I totally agree with. So I don't know. It's got to be better. If they don't approve it, then like, I don't know. I don't know what to think because I I think that they believe that uh, like children, iPads are the future. And if they can't figure this stuff out, then there's a problem. Yeah, I, that that strikes yeah, me as yeah. if they're not allocating some research to it, that strikes me as them seeding a bunch of ground and saying like this this just we're not, we're not interested in the iPad anymore. And I don't see them doing that because Tim Cook has clearly stated how much he loves the iPad. Yeah, yeah, that's the weird thing. <laughs> it is weird that he loves the iPad. You'd think he'd be better at it. <laughs> <laughs> and especially after last year where there was basically nothing for the iPad. You know, it strikes me as, okay, fine, take a year, you know, take an extra year and figure out how you want to do this right. But if you don't do it this year, that is just... When did the 12-inch... Wait, when did the 12-inch Pro come out? Uh, not Was that not last year? Last year, or but the year, year before. before. Well, so the, before. The, the split-screen features came in iOS 9, and then iOS 10 had nothing for the iPad. Yeah. And then, so, you know, at this point, you've had your time. I feel like mm-hmm. they've, they've got to do something or else that is just the iPad is going to stagnate heavily, even worse than it's doing now. So, yeah, I, I like to see something like that. The, other, the only thing that seemed to have any, any uh, evidence behind it whatsoever is that, you know, because they're doing all the video stuff, that Apple Music will get a, a makeover to support more prominent video placement stuff. That was more or less stated in an interview with um, Jimmy Iovine. So take what you will from that. But I I don't see anybody getting super excited about that. But that'll be almost certainly a part of iOS 11. Um, mm-hmm. Siri updates we've talked about before seem like likely, if only because yeah. they've bought those companies and... They have to be doing something <laughs> once again. <laughs> you hope. Once again, they're probably just not sitting on their hands and letting everybody continue to evolve their platforms and not doing anything. Yeah. It's been a weird, you know, it's been a weird like two years or so, right? Because it seems like a lot of things have really slowed, slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. And oddly. And, uh, and so it becomes this thing where you're like, well, presumably they've been, this is like the, the proverbial duck that's paddling underneath um, the water and something will show up <laughs> and that's not in that this is not just the new normal or else we're all going to switch to essential phones mm. Mm. or ducks i've already ordered mine <laughs> the duck phone uh any other <laughs> lex anything you want to see out of ios besides or out of wwc besides the ios updates uh i don't want new phones because it'll tempt me to want to buy another one <laughs> They're not going to do new phones now. It's too early. No, not at I know. Um, I don't, I'm getting, I don't know. Honest, I don't think I'm getting a new SE this year. You know what? I, I think, think I want to ha- see. I don't think it's happening. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that I think that they are going to update that one for a while, but rarely, like intermittently. 
I, I don't think they think the future is that tiny size you love so much there, John. I think that Apple's likelier to launch something that gives you bigger fingers. <laughs> but no, it makes the, it harder for me to use my little phone. I think that the the two wild cards for me that I would like to see come out of WWDC are already like today improvements to the touch bar. So some because the things that people complain about, I get the lack of uh, tactile feedback of some sort or another. And then once they've got that better. Um, to do what Dan Morin suggested last week and put it on a trackpad, on a hmm. on a you know a separate trackpad because that's what I want on a trackpad. Can you make that happen, Dan? Yeah, I'm right on top of that right now. Do you remember Dan talked about this because we're talking about? I how remember you, that. You I was trying to think, think of how that would how that would uh, well essentially function. I I just wanted to embed a display within the trackpad. I feel like it's it's okay. almost like putting like a little. If you're gonna basically use iOS technology to power the touchpad, then why not have like a little screen? under the trackpad that has a display but still has multi-touch like again i feel like that's where your fingers go naturally so if you could use gesture i mean you already do gestures and stuff but like adding a display would add you know another dimension of that possibly i don't know i feel like it's potentially interesting um more interesting to me than just sort of a a strip that's just mainly for like hot key replacement yeah i feel like there's more possibility more interesting things you could do with that i think you're wrong <laughs> you think the touch bar is as interesting as it gets yeah i think we've peaked. no i don't know i certainly don't i certainly don't think that but i just i'm having a hard time imagining how that would work um how you would use it as a trackpad when there are buttons all over the place oh yeah i mean again you could i feel like it could be a toggle or it could be context sensitive or any number of things yeah, Your I just think about sensitive. like I have the i don't know if they call it the magic trackpad or the magic trackpad too but the big white one that they make and it's very large, and I use like I think if you diagram where my finger is ninety oh, yeah, percent of the time, it's the middle amount. circle of it. Yeah. So if there were stuff that I had to stretch to the, the top of it for, I'm doing it with my hand right now, listeners. So pay close attention. <laughs> um, that can make sense. I feel especially I mean, if you can me, feel them. To me, the the touch bar thing. Uh, I don't. Uh, the tactile feedback I think would be nice. I feel like that's it's probably too early in its evolution to do that. Um, and I would rather just have like practical things that like things that we asked about watch. We've actually been asking about the watch forever, which is like, I don't understand why this thing fades when this device is plugged in. It goes dark after a little while, even though the device oh, yeah, is that's plugged really in. Weird. It should not what, do the that. Watch? It should not. It, no, no, the, the, um, Oh, the touch bar, well, but also the watch, but, um, but the, the touch bar. So that actually reminded me of a watch thing. There was a piece on Mashable today by uh, Pete. I'm going to mispronounce his last name. Packle Pachal um, talking about how, That's he, how thought, he says it. Packle Pachal <laughs> talking about how the he thought the fitness, the uh, the fascination with fitness and fashion had been to the detriment of the Apple Watch. Um, I was not as convinced by his argument, but I did think it did start me thinking one of his complaints, you know, aside from not having the watch display always be on, which we've talked about before and is definitely annoying, was how hard it was to get to the music controls. And I thought to myself, that's totally true. I never use that. I never use the music controls for my watch. I, I use that all I, quite a bit. Well, so my, I want to train myself to use it and I still have it. To me, it's still too inconvenient. I think that was his point as well. And I, I wonder if I will agree that it's inconvenient, but I do use it. One thing I thought might be able to improve it in some ways, and this is something I think maybe watch a, a new version of watchOS might do is in some ways, while I'm fine with the fact that they added that swipe that lets you swipe to new watch faces, 
I don't find myself doing that that much. And I, I want every day. <laughs> you change watch faces every day. I do. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't think it's that much better than doing like the force press and sliding through, frankly, but that's fine. I just wonder if that real estate might be better used for something else. If you could like swipe over and have the music controls be there instead of another watch face, yeah. I feel like that might be more useful. And then you could I use both. I use both, but yeah, I mean, maybe like, I mean, maybe I want something else. I like being able to swipe between watch faces. It's um, fine because I use because I have several set up for different things that I do. So I just I I don't I feel like if I had to choose between that and having quick access to music controls or some other quick access to an app or feature. I would mm-hmm. opt for that. In the same way that you can swipe up for the control center or down for notifications, I feel like the left and right swipes could be better used for other functionality, like giving me... Like, for example, I never used the the HomeKit uh, integration on the Apple Watch because it, it's not good. And so I feel like if it were, you know, the ability to have like a widget or something like that that I could slide slide over to and just like use that really quick for some app function i think would be better for me than being able to switch watch faces i still want to be able to switch watch faces but i feel like a force press and swipe is not that much worse in that way so i don't know i think having like quick quick slots that you can swipe to on left or right would help diagonal swipe (laughs) yes the diagonal swipe a swirl yeah, well, it's like having the scribble thing, right? Like you just start making different shapes with your finger and it knows what you want. It's, it's so funny. As you were talking about this, I was imagining that they could make a scribble interface. They would never do this. It would be too complicated. But like given how good it is at recognizing scribbles when you scribble, which is a good time to recognize scribbles, like if you could type the first letter of the thing you wanted, just write or swipe the first the, the first letter of the thing you wanted on the watch face at any time, and it'd be like, oh, you typed an M, you want your mail? Like that could be cool. I'm just saying. Do you guys use the app screen, the home screen on the Apple Watch a lot? Not ever. Not uh, ever. Sometimes. But almost always I'm going for like, I'm going for the exercise app. Yeah. So, so it's something you couldn't like fit in the dock essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I agree. Well, yeah, I probably could. I, maybe I do. I just, I just I blew a John's mind right there. <laughs> Whoops. I just, I just tried to pay for something. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> oh, you'll pay for something. Uh, I, yeah, I could, so I could do it. I could do it through the dock, but um, for some reason, I think I'm because of history. I'm trained. I think it's actually faster because it's right next to. I have it right next to. Yeah, but it's not I mean, in a way. It's like a shortcut. I wonder if I should. I should put the music up there too. But the home screen is not great. No, no, the home screen's not good. And again, you know, you can sort of fall back to how many apps do you often use on your Apple Watch. It's far less than you use on your iPhone, I would that's pretty sure. much guarantee. <laughs> so that's not, you know, <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> well, sure. I again, I you know, I'm I don't need to use a lot on my watch, really. I don't I don't feel like I I mean I I in a way I like I would rather have it do a few things better. That's fine. I agree with you. I, I think that that's that is what they've moved towards. It was clearly not what they were aiming for when they first launched it. But every yeah. six, every sub, like subsequent revision of watchOS has moved more towards that model of let's do less but do it better, or let's de-emphasize all the other stuff. So I'm curious to see when they you know I'm sh- I'm sure they will announce watchOS four. I'm curious to see what they think is important uh, and what they're going to focus on for the next version of watchOS and whether mm-hmm. it will still work with our our old ass watches <laughs> my guess is yes good news we'll be able to turn this into an apple watch show again 
Yay! Oh, thank goodness. Just what everybody wants. <laughs> so much better than when it became an Amazon Echo and John and Danielle at each other show. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, listeners? Those were good. T- those were good times. People love contra- controversy too. Fuck you. <laughs> That's yeah, right. See, we just got an extra star. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should. I think we could actually play up the uh, the arguments more. I think we get. <laughs> what what if we get more uh, professional wrestling? Yeah, something like that. Okay, do, <laughs> if I get to hit John with a folding chair, I'm in. <laughs> as long as it's a fake folding chair. <laughs> I mean, it's a folding chair. How much could that hurt? <laughs>